right now I want to switch kind of topics and uh, talk a little bit about art and business. So mm. um, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you you becoming an entrepreneur, and it's quite. I think it's quite quite a common opinion that people with artistic flair are quite bad at business. Like you seem to defy that statement. And so let's talk about the business side of things and what gave you the spark to become an entrepreneur? Were you not satisfied sure. with the position of an employee? Or are the motives, <laughs> you know, are the motives financial financial or is it something else, like a sense of control or maybe something totally <laughs> different? Yeah, I mean so it's a little bit of everything, of course. Um, so the ultimate goal I think I have is that I would like to work on what I like to work on, right? Which I think is a, is a fair statement. And so to achieve that, like you, you could you could do that, of course. Of course you could do that, but then you'll become the stereotypical starving artist, right? <laughs> you could do it just just for passion and like, yes, you, you could, of course, do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, if you want to be realistic about it, uh, you kind of need to have a plan of how you could achieve that. So, yes, that's the goal. But what is the plan to reach this goal? It's not just going and doing it and not thinking about it. Um, so that's, that's where the financial side of it comes, comes in, right? Uh, so to be able to do that, you need to have the financial means to support yourself, even if your projects fail. And so, so then that becomes the goal to achieve this goal. Um, so your original question was what drives me, um, or, you know, wh why I, I do this and what drives me. Yeah. The motives. Uh, yeah. So, so that, that is the motive, but, um, like you said, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of, of working for somebody else. Um, I don't think I've been very good at it because even when I'm working for somebody else, uh, I still my head is just filled with all the stuff that I want to do. And so, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard working on someone else's project when you have all these projects in your head that you would want to work on. But then once you're done work, um, you're just depleted mentally because, you know, especially like an artistic job, you're constantly thinking and problem solving. Uh, so by the time it's like evening, your brain juices are all kind of like, you know, emptied out. So, that's one reason. One reason is, uh, you know, wanting to do what I want to do. And so for that, I need to be financially literate and know what I'm doing with finances. And so I think, again, it was after Sheridan um, and during my, my first job that I was like, okay, so now I have some income coming in because I never had like this much money coming into my bank account. I never had a full-time job before that. It was always been part-time. Um, it's like, okay, so now I need to know what to do with this money. So I, I started uh, reading books, reading lots of lots of financial books, anything I could get my hands on. I started listening to podcasts, um, listening to, because um, I, I didn't even know how to invest anything. I didn't know how to invest money. I knew there was a stock market, but I'm like, how do I put my money in here? And like, what does that mean? So I started learning everything from scratch and, uh, you know, just listening to podcasts, watching videos and um, reading as many books as I could get my hands on until I had a solid idea of what it all meant and what's a stupid investment, what's a good investment, um, what kind of returns you can expect. Like if you average it out over 10, 15, 20 years, your average investments out, what kind of results can you expect historically? So 
once I had this new newly added knowledge, I start planning how to like achieve this goal of you know working on projects that I want to work on. And so, but like now I had the the financial education to actually make a plan. Um, and and yeah, that's I, I think that and uh, as as I've talked about in in the animation podcast uh, prior, the the pressure from my parents. My parents always wanted me to be you know. I don't know, a business businessman or an engineer. Um, I always had that pressure to kind of like pursue that. So maybe that had something to do with it as well. Um, I think in in my culture, I'm sure a lot of a lot of cultures, but I'm, I'm in my culture, I've noticed that being a business owner is is not like a big deal. Oh, I'm a business owner. It's more like something you do. Uh, I just one moment that comes to my mind every time I think about that is. Um, I was in the in the car with my dad, and uh, it was when we first came to Canada, I believe. And um, we had a friend or a family friend that had just moved to Canada as well. And this person calls my dad, and you know they're talking. And my dad asks them, "Hey, have you started your started your business yet? Not that have you found the job yet. Have you started your business yet?" And that kind of like that kind of stuck with me. So I just I don't know. I guess since then I have the, I had this urge to uh, kind of start my own business as well. So that was that was a lot of stuff that I just threw at you. So hopefully you got something yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, I just uh, I just wonder, and I'm probably like many other people working a full time job, uh, like you work full time as an animator. And how do you manage to develop your enterprise on the side? How do you manage time and <laughs> obligations? Sacrificing my health, how else? <laughs> that's that's about the only answer. I mean, yes, obviously pace yourself, but at the end of the day, you know, you're working. When you're working in the industry, it's not easy. Um, so you have to you have to figure something out. So in my case, I I worked like seven days a week, um, you know, twelve plus hours a day most days, and. Uh, you know, I work on to animate early in the morning and I start my job um, and then I, I finish the job and then I continue working on to animate until, you know, la later in the night. So it's 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 definitely a grind, but um, at, at least now we know that there is interest because before we were working on this for over a year and we had no way to gauge interest and you know we had some people signing up for our emails but you know it's a free email where you're where they're getting mm -hmm. tips tips and just updates on the course so you don't know how many of those people are actually interested in um in the course uh so you know after the kickstarter now we have some more motivation where we're like okay so you know we got hundreds of students these people are interested and they're making suggestions they and they seem interested like genuinely interested they leave comments wow like super excited about this and we're like oh my god these people are excited about like what we're creating so that kind of motivates us even more to um to just kind of like work our butts off until until um the course is done but even when the course is done uh we're planning on constantly adding stuff to it so it's never like done but the um a lot of butts at least the core work will be done like the main lessons will be done and so we'll have some chance to kind of like breathe a little bit and um, hopefully have a better uh, work-life balance after our release. Mm, yeah. yeah. So it's just sacrifice, I think, is the answer. Yeah, yeah perhaps, perhaps it will be snowballing then. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Maybe at some point we'll be a full-time 
full time to animate. That's that's the hope. Yeah. So I've uh, talking about this uh, that you had, you know, some hopes when when working on the project, and you have not yet kind of like monetized it. Uh, I think it's kind of hard, but uh, I've uh, I've heard like. That's one of the main things that separates a businessman from a typical like working person that just has a day job is how you approach pricing. Like, do you have a price, uh, you know, because when you sell something as a businessman, then you have to really count not just what you want to you know, get paid for your work, but also you know, introduce some extra money for a investment or whatever income. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a way with pricing your work and your work or your product that you're going to sell? If that's a secret, yeah, no, no it's, not, it's not a secret. Some, I mean, <laughs> some tips I don't, people. I don't think there's a formula to it. Um, I, I generally don't think there's a formula to it, unless, yeah, I, I don't know, because like we, we looked at we looked at pricing of um, other online schools, and we looked at what they're offering. And, and then we kind of compared that with, you know, the, the thousands of hours of work we're putting in and, uh, you know, we've spent like well over, I think well over 10,000. I'm, I'm not, I don't know the exact number at this point, but I think around 10 to $15,000 on just development of what we have so far with the course. And then, um, after the Kickstarter, Luckily, um, now we have uh, funding from the Kickstarter and we're putting majority of that funding back into the course. And so by the time the course is done, it would have been uh, you know, $50,000, probably maybe more spent on creating this course and creating all the assets that come with the course. Um, and obviously we have to price that accordingly. Um, I, I think in terms of assets and all the different things that we're offering, um, we're offering, I think, more than any other school in, in that sense. Uh, you know, uh, schools have their pros and cons. Like some schools have like Disney animators and they have this. But um, I think for us, that's our advantage is that we're putting a lot of what we're making back into the course and kind of just like growing it as a content. We're trying to make this package where you, you're, you look at it and you're like, I'd be stupid not to get this. That, that's, that's what we're trying to create here. So... Uh, that being said, I think our pricing is still is still way below what some of the other animation schools are, just because we know that you know when you're when you're a student you don't have all the money in the world. You're trying to get into the industry to start making money, so we can't start pricing everything in the thousands. So everything we have is below a thousand. Um, even our mentorship program, where you know uh, where you get twelve feedback sessions from instructors, and so that's that's very like time cons consuming um of instructors of of you know of, of professionals so even then we're still trying to keep it under a thousand so i think um you know there's no formula just just what makes sense i think mm -hmm. so taking that all, all that all that into account what what does the success of to animate look like like how do you envision it like say five years from now was, yeah, I think success, success for me would be to have a lot of happy students, a lot of happy students who are um, who are happy who made the choice to to get the course, 
and they have a community and um and this is the important part uh, we're able to be full-time to animate or be able to like focus fully on to animate and focus on those students because uh you know that's just i i've always loved teaching and i think this is this is a way that um i can have my own business and i could be teaching students and uh hopefully helping a lot of students and being full-time to animate i could actually uh dedicate time on my own projects as well because right now um you know it's i, I wouldn't have to work full-time at at a studio anymore I'd be able to work uh, on my own business and then de delegate my time or you know use my time as as I need to on side projects or my own projects on the side. So that that just becomes a lot easier, I think. So five years from now, hopefully, um, so the people working on to animate are are me, um, my girlfriend uh, Simona, who's in the background over there, and uh, our third partner um, Vladimir Vladimir Mokhov. And my hope is that the three of us are are able to fully work on to animate and that would financially make sense for us that that would be my end goal i think for sure yeah you mentioned you mentioned kickstarter so kind of like crowdfunding i think i've I'm starting to see it like super popular in uh, in the industry like getting getting popular um not not just like individual artists supporting them supporting by patreon or stuff like that but also the, the whole idea of making kind of indie second like second industry so so to speak like seeing people like ethan becker for example doing some uh, project city recently or guys from 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 corridor crew like they are introducing yeah. like their own platform for creating content that's kind of funded by the audience yeah, uh, I checked that out. That's pretty cool. Which is which is kind of like the, the the very idea of crowdfunding from people who are interested and just want to make like a direct support for for creators or so I'm thinking like like that's that's kind of like the way of the future. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, with, with online... I think. Yeah, I just think in a, in a few years it'll be weird if someone doesn't have a social media platform where they're you know gathering a following. I, I think ten years from now it'd be it'd be weird if you don't have a YouTube account um or you know an an Instagram account following or a Twitter account following even now, even now, but I think it's gonna be even more like more weird if you don't have mm -hmm. it in, in in a few years so 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 talking about YouTube, which is like another activity of yours like like a big big <laughs> one i think has yeah. has it helped you to start the business somehow? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you know, three years of making videos definitely helps when you're making uh, course videos. I've, I've kind of like developed my my workflow where I I would I'm working a lot faster than I would have if I didn't have any experience at all. Um, on top of that, of course, you know, I I've been creating a community on YouTube, and so. Um, that that definitely helps because when I make a, a free video, I can give a shout out to anyone that's interested in the course and they can go check out the website and kind of like learn more about it. And so that's definitely one way that um, we're generating kind of like attention for the course. That was definitely one of the ways. And you also get get perks when, when you're a YouTuber. Um, you get perks in the industry so you can kind of just 
like hit up someone who's also a content creator and they'll get back to you. So there's definitely some perks to it. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely helped with the success of to animate, just like, you know, constantly producing that con that free content for like three years, it builds a little bit of trust and a little bit of a credibility, I think for sure. So, so the last question maybe in this, in this topic block, so to speak, I would be, does your, like, do your business, uh, interests, interests have some kind of possibly positive influence on your art, like on your animation and in terms of productivity, project management, or maybe something less obvious. Oh my God. Do I think, um, uh, <laughs> I think the answer to this one will be, will be a long one. Um, but because when you're like to animate has, has made me have to put on like a hundred different hats. Um, cause you like, it may be a course to people, but it like, it is a business, you know, we have an incorporation, we have business accountants, we have lawyers, we have, um, I, I don't even know. It's just like, there's like a list of like a hundred things that, um, we constantly have to think about and do, and we have to take care of. There's a lot of, um, behind the scenes systems that we have to figure out that students will never know and never even think about. It'll just happen for them. So we have to figure out like the most optimized way to do things. Um, I think right now we have five freelance artists hired at the same time that, you know, we have to manage and give notes to. And so you kind of just put on like a hundred different hats uh, when you're, when you're running a business. So it's, I think it's definitely helped and uh, to, you know, just become better uh, in terms of different things, but also in, in terms of animation, when you're making I think we're we're well over a hundred different uh, video tutorials. When you're making video tutorials on something, you have to really understand it and really know it to be able to teach it. And so it's and a line I, I heard that I really liked is that you need to be reminded more than you need to learn. So you uh, the you know it essentially means it's it's more important to be constantly reminded of what you have learned than to learn new things. So I think making this course and going through, um, you know, making these hundreds of hundreds of videos, uh, it's really helped kind of like lock in all that knowledge and learn. I've even learned a bunch of new things while making these videos. I've, I've tested things out. Oh, this doesn't work. Oh, there's a better way of doing this. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey and I think it's definitely has helped. 